Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Hey there, and welcome back. This week's sermon was preached by Pastor Jonathan Eilert on the third week of Advent. It was a pretty special sermon for our community as Pastor Jonathan shared about his uh, first grandchild who was just recently born. What what an appropriate um, theme and image for us as we continue to prepare for the Christmas celebration. I hope that you enjoy this week's sermon. And without further ado, here's Pastor Jonathan. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. It's the third week of Advent, and I'd usually be focusing on John and his message in our gospel lesson for today. But as we welcomed Aubrey Megan as our first grandchild into this world on Friday, you didn't think I wasn't going to mention her, did you? I was much more drawn to our first couple of lessons, particularly Paul's words in Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. As any self-respecting grandparent, I even have a couple pictures here of beautiful little Aubrey. What a gift it is. We have an additional tender blessing in our family to have had it happen on December 14th, which happens to also be my mother's birthday and my godson Sam's birthday, my sister's son, so three generations all share that same birthday. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. These words sum up our lives over the last couple of days, but the other words have been very helpful over these last months and these last days as well. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. These have been challenging months, worrying about our daughter and how she'll navigate the challenges of being a single mom, trying to finish her education while raising an infant. As we began to share the news with others, I had some anxiety about the overall reaction to the news by our church community, but over and over again, it has been grace upon grace upon grace. We received nothing but overwhelming love and support again and again from friends and family and this congregational family right down to the care that she received in the hospital, going from one Prince of Peace doctor caring for Margaret throughout the delivery to another doc taking care of Aubrey now as she prepares to go home. Over and over again, the love and care of this community washed over us in these last months, and for this, we will be forever grateful. These words were important even in the last couple of days as the labor grew very long and there were complications, as there often are in childbirth. And as things got more anxious, I put out a quick prayer request to friends and family, prayers, prayers, prayers. And those words from Philippians were so true. I did not know how it would come out, but it was, I was much more prepared and at peace with whatever the outcome would be because I knew that there were many that were holding her and all of us in their prayers in that moment, just as they have for months. And as they will, as the coming months unfold, and 
undoubtedly a mix of challenges and joys like all of us face in our lives. I was drawn back to a time earlier in Suzanne's pregnancy with Sophie. Suzanne got very sick, and we had to make the drive to the doctor, and it was a longer drive, and we were trying to convince ourselves as we went that everything was going to be all right while we were both worrying that we were losing the baby. We got to the doctor's office to find out that Sophie was fine, but Suzanne's appendix was not. It had to come out immediately, and so we went straight over to the hospital. They whisked her off in the OR before I could even think about things, and I'm left in the waiting area with a pad of legal papers to fill out, thinking, oh my gosh, our lives could change so quickly. And I put down the papers, and I just began to pray. And I was all by myself. I didn't have the advantage of being able to text a bunch of friends at that time. But I did know that same peace of God as I prayed, the peace that passes all our understanding. I had the privilege of being in the room with Margaret and Suzanne and Sophie and Megan, our niece, as Aubrey was born. Daniel wasn't in the room, so he must have sent me 50 messages as this was happening. What, what's going on? How's it going? What's going to happen? He was so anxious to know. Over and over again, our lives with, are filled with those times and situations where we're dying to know what the next thing will be. Anxiety over the unknown can be debilitating, but let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The prophet Zephaniah is instructive as well. The biblical professor Jim Hahn describes the passage this way. He said, precisely at a time when there is no ground for optimism, Zephaniah dares to hold that things will take a radical turn for the better. Thanks to the Lord. And building on the gleam of hope, the prophet burst into songs of joy in verses 14 to 20. The world is a total mess, but through and though the people have failed God, God will pull them through. I'm certain that all of us can relate to needing words such as this during discouraging times and challenges in our lives. This whole season of Advent reminds us that we have a long-term God with a long-term vision for the world. The world is often like Margaret in describing her delivery she said somehow the longest, most traumatic day of her life suddenly turned into the most joyous day of her life. We adopted a vision statement for our congregation that is a reflection of our belief in an Advent God. We believe that God is restoring the world with grace and peace. God is in the business of restoration. Things will fall apart. We will have difficult times believing that things can move forward towards life. But we as the church always stand with the words of the prophet Zephaniah on our lips. Our God will save the lame and gather the outcast. Our God will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time, our God will bring us home when God restores our fortunes before our eyes, hope-filled restoration even in the face of impending desolation. Zephaniah could see the impending doom that was coming to Judah. Opposing forces were gathering around. The northern kingdom had already fallen. 
It seemed that this was coming for the south as well. Zephaniah had words of warning, but they were followed by these words of hope. Turning our backs can lead to desolation, but our God is a God of forgiveness, grace, and love. Our God is a God of restoration. Good news and hope are always waiting on the other side when we come back to God. This is a message that we hear time and time again throughout all of Scripture. It's the message of John the Baptist. Repent and believe. Believe in the One who is making all things new. Believe in the One who is reshaping the world with justice, peace, and love for all. The third week in Advent is always my favorite, especially this year. Historically, it's remembered as Gaudette Sunday, an old French word meaning rejoice. Advent was begun as a penitential season, another season for us to follow those directions of John the Baptist and do the introspective work that we need to do when we're veering from God's vision of the world and to turn back again in God's direction. But Advent's different than Lent in that it's a shorter season, which means that that anticipatory hope is always evident right around the corner. In the Advent, we do have a practical lesson in patience, waiting, stopping from our perpetual plodding ahead to see the signs of God incarnate that are breaking in among us every day. We do have a strong call to repentance as we prepare for the promise of a Christ who will come again to judge the living and the dead, but we also have an important lesson on the nature of our repentance, the nature of our observation of life, the nature of our preparation, the nature of our living from day to day as baptized believers of Jesus. We are reminded in this third week that in addition to the call for repentance, the Advent message is of a good and gracious God who has come among us in Jesus and continues to dwell among us now and is coming back again. So as Christians, we can never then be too discouraged. For we always live lives of anticipation, rejoicing in our suffering because the Lord is truly near. You may feel like you are in the midst of the most traumatic, most difficult period of your life. Or maybe you're like me right now and feeling like you're on cloud nine today. Undoubtedly, most of us find ourselves somewhere in between as life's joys and challenges cause us to daily move along that continuum. Wherever you are in the journey, hear words of hope and promise for today and for all of our time. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.